When Jesus turned and saw the following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah. He brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, Peter. I want to talk about today simply this, share Jesus. Amen. Bless you for serving today. Those of you who are serving to our guests, thank you for your presence. If you had a cure, if you had a cure for cancer and diabetes, wouldn't you share it? If you had a cure to end high blood pressure and the growth of tumors, wouldn't you share it? If you had the answer to end world hunger, wouldn't you share it? If you had the answer to end homelessness, wouldn't you share it? If you had the answers to depression and anxiety, wouldn't you share it? But if you are a Christian, you do have the cure for eternal damnation and death. So the question is, why aren't you sharing it? You share other people's business.
why don't you share Jesus? Some of you go on Pinterest and you share recipes <laughs> that may or may not work. but you share it. And yet, when it comes to seeing people in your sphere every day, whether it's work in the marketplace or at play, you know they are lost. And yet, you do not share that which can aid them for eternity. One of my um, mentors in the faith who has an earned doctor of ministry degree shares that his father did not raise him. He only met his father when he got in his 60s. His father was a professor at one of the leading schools in America. And when he went to his father's bedside, his father's wife said to him, when he dies, there will be no funeral. We'll cremate him, have lunch, and disperse. Because he was not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so my friend went to his father's bedside and they talked several hours about why he didn't raise him, why he left him, why he never had interest in his life. They made amends. His father died that next day, moved upstairs or moved downstairs. He moved somewhere. And uh, my mentor said one of the regrets that he has today is that he talked to his father for several hours knowing his father was lost and he was the preacher but he did not lead his own father to Christ and to this day that haunts him because he did not lead his own blood father to Christ ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters how many of your family members will go to hell because you refuse, as you say, to get in their business or, or press religion onto them or, or, or press Christ onto them? You don't love me if you know I'm lost and you don't try to set me straight. Even if I don't confess Christ that day, as a Christian, the least you could do is plant the seed. 
sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, friends and acquaintances who see us post about church every week will die and go to hell because you refuse to share Jesus. And there are times when words aren't adequate in sharing Jesus. So guess what? Sometimes you don't need to verbalize it in front of them. You just need to live it. And if you live it, and perhaps that's why some family friends uh, won't come to church because you take your witness because you are one way at home, one way at happy hour, and you are another way at church, and they don't know who you really are. That is not to suggest that you can't have a life outside of church. Here is um, here is um, Jesus, and John is around, and some are more of the folk are around, and. Uh, Jesus turns around and Jesus raises a question and he says to them in verse number 38, what are you looking for? And uh, they didn't answer the question directly. He said, what are you looking for? They said, where are you staying? And uh, in verses 39 and 38, Jesus says, well, since you want to know uh, where I'm staying, because that wasn't the query. I asked, what are you looking for? Have you been there? That sometimes you don't know what you're looking for? But yet, you know what you're looking for. Uh, perhaps the day you came here not knowing what you were looking for. Or what you would expect when you got here. Uh, but you knew what you were looking for. And in, in, in verse 39, Jesus said, now listen, since, since you are in my business, uh, asking me where am I staying, he says to them, come and see. The invitation to follow. He says, come and see. And, and guess what they did? They came and saw. And then, guess what? John says, they stayed. the whole day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is up to us as disciples to give that same invitation. When people ask you, what's going on with this world? What, what, what makes an 18-year-old 
white boy drive two hours in body armor with an AK-47, walk in a black, predominantly black neighborhood, black grocery store in Buffalo, New York, and kill 10 innocent people who left home just to go shopping. What, what makes hate live in the hearts of people just because our skin is different? And his manifesto said that he did that because there are some white people who are afraid that black and brown people will take over the world. I don't mean any harm, but can I, can I push it? Don't, don't, don't you ever think that uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned is about conservative Republican Christians who are trying to protect life. What they are doing, they are trying to protect white life. Because politicians are scared black and brown people are reproducing too much. And the more they reproduce, the higher, yeah, that, that, that's familiar, don't you think? Go, go, go back to Exodus. That, that, that's what Pharaoh did. Kill all the male children. Because if they were actually pro-life, they would care about people after they're born. Uh, you, you, you cannot be pro-life and yet you won't give gun, you won't, you won't legislate gun reform. You, you cannot be pro-life and yet you'll say that 80 billion dollars to fight in Ukraine and black and brown and white people are on the street homeless and hungry every day right here in America. You cannot be pro-life. And yet Jesus says when someone raises the question why do you hate me just because my skin is brown or black? He says the Christians should say, come and follow me as I follow Christ. When one raises the question, how do I, in this inflation, how do I choose between medicine and food? I have to go to work every day, and yet it takes... 50 and 40 and 80 dollars a week to fill up my tank and i'm struggling trying to make ends meet and can i tell you something ladies and gentlemen there are some questions you won't have the answer to but our job as christians is to share jesus with people who are struggling with life emotions and reality and our job is not to tell them simply come to church our job is to tell them I don't have all the answers 
but there is a fellow whose name is Jesus. And although sometimes his answers are indirect and abstract, if you talk to him long enough, if you spend time in the word of God, he has a way of answering every query and question about life and the afterlife. He says, follow me. I keep telling y'all, everybody won't get saved in church. And for some of you who don't preach uh, the gospel or you don't preach every Sunday, guess what? I keep telling you all that the barber shop and the nail shop and the salon and the club, that might be your improvised pulpit. Everybody ain't been called the pulpit ministry. But you are preaching. You, you, are, you are a disciple. And it's your job to tell somebody as the vernacular of the old church, your house is on fire. And it is swiftly burning down. I, I, I don't care. You might be a vegan, but it's on fire. I, I know you don't eat meat, but it's on fire. I know you work out every day. It's on fire. I know you don't drink but it's on fire. I know you get eight hours of sleep. It's on fire. Because time is filled with swift transition. I spent two minutes in the mirror uh, last week trying to get this fuzz off my face to discover it's really white hair. Time is sealed with swift transition. At one time, I could just jump up at the bed, but guess what? Now I got to sit up. Put my feet down and then stand up at one time, I can move and move. And now when I move, sometimes I hear stuff popping. And don't look at me funny. Because some of you, some of you right now, you, you, you used to could eat what you want to eat. In it time of night, and now if you eat a steak at the nine o'clock, you're gonna uh -huh, be up all night fighting folk in your sleep because time is filled with swift transition. You you ain't as young as you I don't I don't care how much you dye your hair and dye your beard, and yeah, you, you can waste train all you want. It, it, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, doc, yeah, yeah. Our job is to say, follow me, because guess what? One day you're going to die. And if you don't die, you will be left behind. And then he moves from the invitation. And guess what? In verse number 40, one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Just based upon the invitation, guess what? 
Andrew made a decision to follow Jesus. Let me ask you a question. What if you are scared to invite someone to Christ and the one you are scared to invite is waiting on you to invite them to Christ? You don't want to invite folk to Christ, but yet you'll call folk and tell them, hey, listen, uh, I got this plan. If you give me $100, in seven days, I'll get you a thousand. Talk to me if you can. You trying to make money fast. Bernie made off Ponzi scheme. A decision to follow Jesus. I, I, uh, I really wish everybody had my testimony. Like some of you, I grew up in church. Usher at the back door. Uh, Youth deacon, uh, youth choir, young adult choir, preaching at 19, pastoring most of my adult life. All I know is church. And because I didn't have no childhood being in church, that's why I did so much singing after I got in church. But yet, even though I sinned, I still was saved. And that may seem oxymoronic for you who don't know Christ, but guess what? We are saved by faith. Through faith, based upon what Jesus did. Salvation ain't about me uh, uh, going to hell, ain't about me smoking a cigarette. Uh, 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 having a, a, a drink or whatever you gonna drink, that ain't that don't send folk to hell. That that the, the rejection of Jesus is what condemns a lost soul. B because even after you get saved, sometimes you still you, you understand. Uh, but 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 I but I I decided to follow Jesus. And, 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 and that's up and down sometimes. Sometimes I'm on fire. Sometimes I'm a little lukewarm. But guess what? I still made a choice to follow him. And since you made that choice, and since your life has not been the same, how about you offer someone else the same right or chance, rather, to follow Jesus? He made a decision. Aren't you glad you made a decision? That decision don't mean life has been great for you. You still had calamity and issues and death and trouble and trial, tribulations, sickness. But guess what? It's it's easier to, to deal with when you have him. Yes, 
folk are always talking about what would you do if you won the lottery? And then folk who don't tie not lie and say, um, they give something to the church and build a church and stuff like that. You don't you don't give nothing now. But you want me to think when you win 80 million, you just gonna decide to give eight to the church. Oh, okay then. But the better question is, what would you do if you met Jesus? Because guess what? I've known people who have won the lottery, did a lump sum, and then in three to five years broke. Because if you ain't never had nothing, when you get something, you're going to have fish fries every day. Crawfish balls. Talk back to me if you can. You're going to take care of all your people. And then when you broke again, they ain't going to help take care of you. But there is a lover whose name is Jesus. That when you are sick, when you are broke, when you are anxious, when you are going through hell and life happens to you, that same, listen, Jesus is the only man who can walk in your house and never trip your alarm and give you a hug. That, that, that's how close he is. And he walks with me and talks with me. And tells me I am his own. And even when I'm broke and the joy we share. When life happens to me and the joy. Because joy and happiness are two different things. Jesus never promised you to be happy. But Paul did say. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again, I say, rejoice. And that joy comes when you make a cognizant choice to follow Jesus. I'm, I'm done because you look like you're bored. Uh, you come back next week and we gonna, we gonna, we, we'll get down next week. Uh, but, but today, I, I, can't, I can't hoop and holler. And, and uh, expect you to share Jesus like that. Because one thing we're going to do is we're going to build a sound biblical uh, teaching church. Because uh, uh, one thing we ain't going to do, we ain't going to dance and be dumb. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. No, no, no. We won't be inspired, yet be ignorant. So in verse 41, he says, guess what? He first found his, he first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah. Well, guess what? That, that's twofold. Number one, num, num, number one is the, the revelation of Jesus. He says to his brother, we have found the Messiah, the, the one who was prophesied about but guess what before he says we have found the messiah guess what he did 
he found his brother. Start in Jerusalem and then go. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you dare try to convert my family. And you have yet to talk to your family. As a matter of fact, you can't share Jesus properly. If you come here this month and walk the neighborhood and yet folk in your own family have no clue who Jesus is. He found his brother first. How you gonna come and tell my child about Jesus? And you have yet to share him with your own children. How you gonna talk to my brother and you get you've missed your brother? There ought to be something in you that said, I love humanity, but I also love my family. Now, I know the black church talks about when you die. We, we got that so bad. Every, 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 and it bothers me. The ignorance that comes from the pulpit. When preachers get up there and say, family, if, if you want to see your mama again, live right and know Jesus. Child, listen. That is unbiblical. Because when we get to heaven, there will be no earthly relationships. All of us will be brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. It won't be that's my mama or my brother. If we do know them, because number one, we won't be in the flesh. Because flesh can't get into heaven. Because flesh is evil and corrupt. When you die, your remains will rot away in that box. Your soul will rise. So if the only reason you're trying to get to heaven is to have a reunion, you don't go to the one down here. Your people across town, you ain't saw them in 10 years. But now you want to have, oh, not child, please. Uh -uh. No. The purpose of salvation is the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And who he was and is, is still Lord and Savior. And could it be the church has strayed away from that? And now we try to bribe people with cupcakes, breakfast, and orange juice to try to get them to church. And we give them moments of inspiration that will inspire them how to get better credit, how to, 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 to love themselves, and how to get a boo and a bay, and how to get a job, and, and how to fix their resume. And... We don't talk about Jesus. 
Because guess what? To talk about Jesus properly means one of these days, if I talk about him biblically, I'm going to offend you. Because Jesus makes you look at your own mess in the mirror. Jesus makes you look at yourself and say, no, you ain't as righteous as you thought you were. The revelation of Jesus Christ, my friends, is, is that Jesus came in the world, hung, bled, and died to secure our salvation. That's where, that's where the word redeem comes into play. Re, to be bought back. That's where the whole picture of Hosea and Goma comes into play. Read the book of Hosea when you have time. Hosea, preacher. God tells the preacher, marry a sister who like men's. Uh, your man, your man, your man. Yeah, she like all of them. And uh, she like men. And it, I mean, it's a story. And then she gets pregnant. And then Hosea, the pastor, discovers that Sister Gorman had a few babies, but none of them belonged to him. Yeah. 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 And then Pastor Hosea uh, uh, is bothered, but yet he loves the old girl. And then one day she goes to happy hour and don't come back home. So now the pastor got these outside children that he has to raise as his own. And then sis go out there and she gets kidnapped, human trafficking. And then one day he get a word on the wire, hey, your, 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 your woman, your wife is back in town, but she ain't free, she a slave now. And so Hosea goes down to the Bank of America and takes out every dime he has and goes downtown and purchases a woman who has lied to him and betrayed him and broke his heart and left him to raise kings that don't belong to him. You need to shout right there because that's what Christ did for you. He came down from heaven and bought back people who lied, who talked about, who didn't love him, didn't love yourself. I am redeemed. If anybody asks you who I am, tell them I am redeemed. That's what Jesus did for us. I'm, I'm done. But, but then guess what? In verse 42, guess what we see? He says, he brought Simon to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Andrew sees him and says, we found the Messiah. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He didn't just stop there. Come on. Let's go see him. Now, could it be could it be, and I, I and I ain't trying to pull no salt on nobody, cause, cause 
uh, children go crazy when they get older. Uh, my, my, my boy lost his mind for a minute too. Uh, but could it be that's one of the reasons we've lost a generation? Because at my mama's house, church wasn't an option. Yeah. You live here, you're going. I know you're 18 and 19, but if you get in at five, be up by eight. Because back then we, we had 11 o'clock service. And now we give people who ain't got no money an option. L little Timmy, do you feel like it? Uh, Sharika, are you in the mood? And you raise a generation of children who don't know Jesus. Now, guess what? You lost your mind too for a minute. But at least your mama put the foundation inside of you. And I know you said once you got grown, you wasn't going back to no church because you was tired of Sunday school and BTU and VBS. But when life got hard, you found yourself right back in the same place that you said you would never come. Guess what? Because your mama and daddy put something in you. And now we just have a generation that don't know nothing. And to every parent in here, let me encourage you online as well. If by chance you've raised your child in the fear of God and they have left the church and left God to go their own route, be encouraged because mine did too. You ain't by yourself. None of us are exempt from my kids going crazy at least once or twice. Uh, I went crazy too. I just did mine better. Yeah, cause I don't, I don't like, I don't like jail. See, so uh, some some stuff I wasn't trying to do. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, at, at seventeen, eighteen, I wasn't trying to smoke nothing. I wasn't trying to drink too much. Uh, I wasn't trying to gang bang or nothing like that. I didn't have no gun trying to shoot nobody. I was trying to get in some little girl's window on the second floor. Uh, that, that, that was my thing, see. Yeah, you, yeah. thank you, Trevor. I wasn't trying to go to prison. Cause see, my mama told me, if you go downtown, stay right there. I ain't putting my house up. I look, if you're a jet, stay right there. So, so my point is this, parents, if you feel like you have failed your child, you ain't failed your child. You have raised them in the 
fear of God. And one day, if they don't come back on their own, God going to pull them back. Just keep praying for them. Just keep covering. Just, just, just keep pleading the blood. And one day, they going to find their way in the crack house, the jail house. They will fall on their knees and say, Lord, I surrender all. Just, just keep praying. Because that, that, because guess what? The journey to Jesus is different from everybody. We all have different journeys. See, me and Trevor was trying to get in girls' windows because he clapped when I said that. And 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 some of y'all have been shot, shot at, you know, and you you know went to jail or you. I ain't no club fella. I ain't done none of all that. I remember one day I was I snuck in the little girl's uh, house. And uh, her mama called me in the closet. And she said, she said, William, I know you in there. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She said, she said, ain't you the, ain't you the youth deacon? I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And don't look at me for because some of y'all went to college and lost y'all mind. And, and it's okay, because guess what? That's how you reach people. Listen here, I'm done with the sermon. But see, if you ain't never done nothing, you can't reach nobody. If you walk on water, and if you can, if you can feed the multitude with, with, with some catfish and light bread, and, and we can't talk to you. Give me somebody who's been drunk and high, been hoard around a few times, and God saved your soul and made you whole, and now you are a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Said I wasn't gonna tell nobody. But I can't keep it to myself. And the same God who redeemed me from the closet is the same God that can redeem you. And maybe, maybe, maybe this is the major problem. Maybe your kids and grandkids and lost friends can't connect to you because you won't tell your story. You want your children to think you always been saved. Yeah, she got pregnant at 18, 17, but stop talking about her and beating her up. Cause you know what you was doing at 17 too. See how quiet y'all? Your, your son and got drunk one time and now you gonna condemn him to hell and you know you you know when you were in high school in the choir in the band you had the you had the the, the burger king cup full of boom song and mb2020 strawberry hill talk to me if you can so don't act like you ain't been there you got to meet folk where they are. 
So come down off your holy Baptist horse and get down in the gutter, in the valley with people and meet people where they are. Tell, 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 tell. One, one, one of my childhood, I'm done, I promise you I'm done. One, one of my childhood, one of my childhood uh, aunties, uh, one of my childhood aunties was, was, a, was a booger when she was young. And, and every other month we had a new uncle. I mean, it was, it was Uncle Larry this week and then next month it was Uncle, uncle Eugene and and the child, I, I got confused. I just said, okay, well, all right then. Because I knew it was going to be somebody next month. And get, and guess what happened? Guess what happened? She got saved. And then uh, uh, got the anointing and started speaking in tongues. And so, and so one of our mutual friends, uh, he wasn't no good. He wasn't. Uh, he, he was an absolute loser. He was. Uh, he wasn't worth nothing. He wasn't. That I mean, that, that was his thing. He he was a he was a schemer, a scammer, and he wasn't worth nothing. But I loved it, and so she got saved, and we 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 were all at this little dinner place one time, and and he came there a little high, a little drunk, and so she got saved, and so he was high and drunk, talking all crazy and stuff, and then she commenced to beating him up with the Bible, and telling him he was going to hell. And so I sat there and took a little drink of my of my of my of my drink. Uh, and I said to her, I said, now it's interesting. You got saved and uh you got the, the gift of tongue talking, that's fine. I said, but now when I was young, you had a new man every other month. Some of them was your man. Some was somebody else's man. But you had a man. So now you got saved. So now you are judge and jury. How about you lead him to Christ. And pray for him. And encourage him. But don't forget where you came from. Ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget where you came from because everybody's journey to Jesus is different but this is the most important part when Peter got there Jesus knew who he was and says you John's boy Pete, uh, Cephas but today your name is going to be Peter and when Jesus changed his name, that's the same Peter that went with him on the Mount of Transfiguration. That's the same Peter who was in his inner circle. That's the same Peter who broke his heart and denied him. But it's the same Peter that when Christ got up, he said, look here, come on disciples. And Peter, to meet me in Galilee. That's the same Peter that preached on Pentecost. All I'm saying is whenever you meet Jesus, he'll change your name and give you an assignment 
for the cause of Christ. Amen. God bless you.